Welcome to the Mindful Conversations Over Coffee podcast. Join us as your hosts, Ron and Thomas, share their experiences through the path that is mindful leadership. Grow your own skill sets through tools and suggestions, along with goofy humor and philosophy. There is always some good stuff served up fresh for your listening pleasure. Here's Ron. Thomas, here we are again. Yes, indeed. Time it flies. We've had fun. Welcome exactly, back. exactly. So January, um, just in the midst of uh, winter here in Canada. Indeed. <laughs> Life is good when it's cold. I, I have the theory about poison sp- uh, spiders. You either get winter or you get poison spiders. Well, that's it. That's Take a your break. Life, life in Canada for sure. So... Um, uh, let's start off like we usually start off, or I guess our new ritual of uh, doing a quick mindfulness uh, mindfulness moment. All right. So I'll invite our listeners here to uh, take a deep breath and uh, close your eyes or keep them open or whatever you're comfortable with. And, uh, but the idea here is to set that intention to be present. You've given your gift. Uh, you've given yourself this gift to listen to this uh, podcast, and uh, so I uh, give yourself that gift to be present, fully present, and open to a, a mindfulness conversation. Uh, let uh, let go of any sort of preconceived judgments or or um, ideas, or and kind of be open. Let's kind of open ourselves up a little bit here. And become present in the body and come fully uh, fully present here by taking a few deep breaths and let's uh, let's lower our shields and be open for this mindful conversation that is good a sponge cannot take in more unless it is empty there you go so um, so what's going on Thomas so we've had um, um, in my space, we've had some really great response of the the Great Leaders Guide. Um, lots of people are downloading it, which is fantastic, and I'm getting lots of questions. Good, there must be something to it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's that's it's it's fun. Um, uh, and, and one of the questions, I guess, that um, uh, that that I uh, one of the most common ones is, well, who is this thing for? So what I wanted to do is actually spend that this version of this podcast to talk about. Well, that's an excellent, I mean, for every question, there's often an answer, and this is one of the most common, is who is it for? So please tell me about it. Yeah, so, so, I mean, the official tagline is, you know, it says, you know, it's, you know, it's for these new managers, uh, team leaders, um, change agents that want to lead with confidence. So the idea here really is to say, well, so help people that they're finding themselves in this, these, these leadership positions. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, you know, what do they do? Where, where do they turn? What are they, you know, what, what are the habits? What are the skills? What are, what's the journey of this thing called leadership you know, look and sound and feel like? There's a movie reference. At some point, there's a line of recruits and a, a question is asked uh, of the line, a person please step forward to take on this responsibility. And simultaneously, every single person except one steps back. And if you're that one person left standing there wondering what just happened, I think this will help you. <laughs> I love that one. I love that one. Because um, it really, I mean, it's, we were talking a bit before, this, the, the, um, uh, our, uh, before we hit record here about the hero's journey. Yes, absolutely. Right? So it, it truly is. So I mean, it's it's like that, 
let's take um, I don't know what's your what's do you have a, a movie that comes to mind Thomas that you uh, can take apart Pocahontas is a good one. Pocahontas there you go so it's like um, uh, so who's so who is the who's the hero in 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 Pocahontas that's an excellent question probably not the best movie reference. <laughs> <laughs> Because it could be. What's, what's is it? John Smith? Is that yeah, the guy? I think he's. He, the, he might be the guy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a, a coming of age movie. Let's just. Well, well say. it is right. I mean, but there's there is that conflict there. You know, that it's the young love that cultural thing, right? differences you know, as well. So it's it's almost like um, um, it's like the Avatar. Avatar is similar to to, to Pocahontas. Yeah. Um, for me, Avatar is an escape mechanism. You're living in two different worlds, and the guy in reality is really not the guy in reality. I think that's a good headspace exercise. Oh, okay, there we go. Um, um, so maybe, let's, let's go. Let's go with Star Wars. Okay, Star Perfect. Wars. We can agree on that. So Star Wars. So the hero in in Star Wars is Luke Skywalker. Right. Right. So we're talking about the you know the first series of movies. Movie four, I guess, is the, the one in the series. <laughs> exactly. So so he's um, uh, you know he's this unlikely hero. Um, he whines a lot. <laughs> well, he's stuck in a farm on Tatooine, I believe. Well, that's it. Yeah, exactly. And that's he, it. he has to get away from his uncle. So here's a person who's clearly restless and is not in his own element. In many instances. I don't think of him as a hero. He's basically just a guy trying to grow up and see more of the world. Well, exactly. Yeah, but he's got. But he there is this something that he has of. There's a curiosity. There, right? So um, a desire for more. Um, You know, he wants. He stares at the stars. So he's kind of. He has this dream of something bigger. Uh, Uh, Repression. There's unhappiness in his life, and I believe. And my take on this is the journey is started by the environment he's in is not satisfactory to where he is at right now. Right. And that is the catalyst, of course, that he bumps into uh, old Ben and uh, right. the friendship is born and the journey is started. Right. Yeah. So so Ben Kenobi, he was he's kind of the guide or the mentor in this particular in the in, in the in the movie. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, they. Um, um, so so we so we have we have Luke and he wants he wants to see he's looking for a bit more he's kind of lacking that confidence in himself he doesn't really kind of be, he doesn't believe he's a leader right he doesn't believe he's a Jedi he knows this 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 you know, he's heard rumors of these things and um, but um, he's he's not sure if he's one of them why don't we take it a step further and indicate that he has potential for greatness. But he doesn't understand what it is, right? But who who sees the potential for greatness? Does he see it, or does uh, Obi Wan Kenobi? There's a, a dedicated silence here for a reason. I'm, I'm processing. <laughs> you can tell you're thinking. You're thinking deeply. Then. I'm, this th- is I'm thinking of something wise and, and pearlescent to say. <laughs> The obvious answer is clearly Obi-Wan sees within him the ripple of the Force, as the case may be. But I believe it's bigger than that. And predestination, perhaps, we're talking on a grander scale right now. Um, But there's a path that's yet to be led. And the catalyst, in this case being Obi-Wan, may or may not see it. 
but the potential exists. Well, yeah. So I think I think, and maybe this is even from the, from the further stage because I think in, in some of the later stages of, of the um, you know the five stages of great leaders, one of the greatest gifts. At, so if you if you if you find yourself in that leader leadership position and you're mentoring others, one of the greatest gifts that you can give somebody is to believe in them. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you think about the. Um, uh, anyone that's might have um, you know believed in you in the past, so maybe I'll invite our listeners to kind of think about that to say, what is the um, uh, you know think about someone that's believed in you, like someone that that um, had you know oh you know they saw that potential in you that um, and you almost you want to rise up to those expectations that they've that they've set for you. This is almost as a match catching onto a gasoline can in that it sets a voracious appetite to become more skilled, to become better, to become masterful at what you do. And thinking on my own journey, um, I've had many folks who have believed in me and I've worked very hard not to let them down. But in so doing, I've also done wonderful things. Well, that's it. Eh? So, And I think, yeah, so I mean, if... The so you have you have um, Luke that is you know he's he's he, he's he's got this energy he's got this desire for for more um, you know really on this cups of of making this choice to say look he can go and you know settle for you know this life you know being a farmer or whatever whatever that is um, or this potential to be a Jedi. And he's making this choice to say, look, there's this, you know, you get at some point he says, oh, okay, there's, 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 there's this potential of things beyond the current stage that I'm at. And, um, um, I, and there's a path, but there's two sides of the path. Yes. Right? Indeed. So there's the, the you know, the, um, uh, the dark side and the, I guess the light side, whether you have a blue lightsaber or a red lightsaber. <laughs> right? Mine Whatever. would be green. <laughs> See, there you go, right? So, um, but there, and that's really what we're, we're, we're in the leadership journey, right? So if you think, so um, the five stages of, of, of great leaders, right? So the first one is what I call the stage one, this hesitant leader. That would be Luke. Right? So, so he, exactly. So he's Luke, you know, he's kind of that... Um, 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 you know, the uncertainty, he's got these characteristics of, you know, maybe a little anxious with what's kind of going on, uh, but he really doesn't believe himself as to be this leader, right? Well, I think that the overwhelming sense here is there's something more. Something more, exactly. Now, he has this, uh, the second stage is what I call the stuck leader. So this is where, this is the type of leader where they, they, you know, and, uh, according to the authors of Mastering Leadership, 75% of leaders actually fall into the stuck leadership category. And I think I mentioned this on, on, mm-hmm. on podcasts in the past. And this really has to, the, we, have, we build these, these defensive mechanisms, mechanisms to, uh, to interact with the world. Right? So we, and it's a kind of our reactive leadership style. So we're either you know, complying, protecting, or controlling. And it's the and we build and, and, and it's these reactive behaviors that kind of get get us stuck. So you could you could extending the metaphor that that could be the dark side. Could be um, workload is definitely evil. Um, yeah, yeah. And I mean the the 
the mechanisms for defense that these people have built up have been because of oppression. So absolutely, dark side has power in this case. You know, being overwhelmed and having too many things coming. Well, yeah, because I mean, because I think there is this. There, there, I mean, the the dark side feeds on these negative emotions. Right. Fear, uh, anger, frustration, frustration. Right. So, um, um, and I mean, if you have start, if you start craving the power that could come in from come from leadership, um, then you're definitely falling into that dark side or that stuck. Well, that's leader. oppression. Right. So if you're one of the bad bosses, as referenced before, where um, you protect your own interests by overworking those around you and being demanding and demeaning in some cases. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So so the so for, for Luke, he so he has this choice. He could he could learn the bad habits of bad hot bosses, go down to the dark side. Right. Or he can start following and learn the um, uh, how to be a Jedi. OK. Right. So. Um, uh, and that's really what we want to be able to do. So if you're, if you're, you know, stage one is this hesitant leader. Stage two is this stuck leader. Now, there's still hope for you if you're the stuck leader. <laughs> so the idea is building some self-awareness, building some um, realizing uh, there's some actually, there actually, there's actually strengths in behind the reactive styles. Um, and kind of learning what those, what those are allow you to, become, to, to, to make that leap into stage three. From a, from a stage one, you want to bypass stage two, bypass the bad habits of bad, bad bosses. And what we call stage three is the change leader. Right. And I mean, all paths ultimately will lead to the path where you understand what's happening. You got to know there's a problem before you start changing things. And then, of course, the acceptance and embracing that something's got to change and actually catalyst has to happen that will start the forward energy and into this growth mode uh, and mindset. Yeah, because so, really the next three stages, you know, stages three, four, and five, I mean, if, 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 if we look all the way to the end, so you're, you're, you're trying to be a Jedi, <laughs> right? You're trying to, you know, you're, you're, you're um, trying to unleash your inner power, right? You are trying to find purpose or meaning in the world, um, and you're trying to serve humankind in some way. Okay. I mean, that's not too much to ask. Right. Exactly. Right. So, Master Jedi, start going. Everyone, get get on it right now. <laughs> right. So, so the first thing, so stage three is really about the change leader. So this is really about taking ownership. And and you know what what Luke does. Okay. Well, so he, yeah, he's got his mentor um, um, that is showing him how to you know access the power of the force, um, learning the skills. Right now, eventually, I mean, in some of the later movies, he's learned, he gets other mentors. Right. So he gets um, uh, Yoda being another mentor, and he continues his path. Uh, but really, in the beginning, he's he's focused on his personal self development. Yes. There's a lot of noise in that movie. Um, we have cleared between dark side and, and light side. However, there's a lot of clatter, which I would consider to be everyday life. And that would be the Han Solo, the Leia, the, you know, the, yeah. the noise happening. And I don't think there's a sense of clarity until later on when he's grown to the element where he can actually confront some of these dark side issues and that is really where we start to see changes with them. Well that's a good point because I think I think 
this path of, of, of leadership is about self-awareness. It is about doing that inner work that's required for us to to bring out our best selves, right? So it's, I mean, and if we don't confront and we don't do that inner work, we, we fall we fall into the dark side, right? We, we, we become these stuck leaders, um, unknowingly having the bad, bad habits of bad bosses because we don't have the role models. Um, uh, so I think there's um, something about kind of Taking taking our own personal ownership of the of the journey, accepting what it is that you are dealt, and overcoming based on growing your personal skill sets. Yeah. So so and and that's really I think I think the change leader stage three is really about take to kind of taking that ownership of your own personal growth, um, uh, starting to adopt the 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 habits that we all need to, to grow as, as individuals and doing that inner work, right? So that, you know, practicing the self-awareness, connecting with our purpose, committing to the process, committing to mastery, to practice, um, to um, uh, understand how our own influence, right? How we're being influenced by the world and, and, uh, and how we can influence. Well, I think also to twig into a previous conversation we had, I believe purpose has a lot to do with it at this stage as well, where you're really starting to embrace your reasons for being and uh, exerting your influence to your chosen path. Yeah, so I think, yeah, because I really kind of, I, kind of ch- I, I call the change leader being kind of the architect of your own future. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so um, uh, and I mean, there's, there's tons of self-help and personal development books around that, that kind of say, okay, you know, personal branding, all these things, you know, kind of take ownership of your own career. Um, achieve results, all these productivity things, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, learn, um, you know, narrow in on your niche, mastery, and, and all these various aspects. So, for the folks that are out there that are newly pr- promoted, blinking, looking around, seeing that there is uh, a path that they can now follow, how do they know that they're going to get to this change type of role? How can they ascend to the next level? Well, so I think the that's a really good question. So, I probably the um, one of the, the, I think it's mastery. So committing to mastery. So if, when, you, when you make the decision to commit to mastery, you're doing a couple mind shifts. So the, the, you're, you're basically, you're, you're, kind of, you're kind of thinking to yourself, say, look, I, I'm, not, I'm not here for, because I want to get the six figures. I'm here because, um, uh, you know, I want to make an impact on the world. I want to do something positive. I want to connect from my purpose. Now the money's nice. But what usually happens is when you focus on the purpose, the, the, the money usually falls into place. You usually be able to get, you know, you know kind of serve, serve into that place. So it's kind of going from, you know, the intrinsic rewards, because that's the long term, intrinsic rewards versus extrinsic. The, you know, I want the promotion. I want, the, I want to get, um, I want to achieve, you know, the whatever, whatever dollar amount um, are all kind of those external components. But the intrinsic rewards is the all along, I, my, my, you're, you're connecting with your purpose your personal fulfillment, your personal happiness, uh, you're not compromising your values, uh, things along those lines. So, so the idea of committing to mastery is, is committing to that um, practice of uh, developing the skills of a great leader. Is there a pain point involved? Is there a pain point? There, there, 
Well, so this is, is there a pain point? There, there's usually is some sort of obstacle that you need to kind of get through. <laughs> Change doesn't happen unless there's a reason right. in many right. instances. Um, so, I mean, there, there's, there's things that are, you know, that are keeping the hesitant leader hesitant. There's things that are keeping the stuck leader stuck. Um, and that's usually that inner stuff. Um, we don't want to face our own fears. Um, we don't want to step into our greatness. Um, step out of your comfort zone, step, yeah, I think, is you, a big one. Absolutely, right? So, so, and I think that's where, where some things we talked about, like, for example, the games model. How do you, how do you, 15 minute, a little simple 15 minute increments a day, you know, how do you step to that edge of your, your comfort zone and, um, you know, you kind of bring your best self to the, um, to the moment? Because I think there's an illusion where, okay, when you're this, when you become a leader, you're on your game all the time, 24, 24 7, right? But no, you're not, you don't, it's not really the fact, the case. You, there's the way to approach it is to identify here are a handful of moments of impact right so look when I'm when I'm about to be in this meeting I'm about to give my status report for whatever project that I might be working on I got to be fully present I got to know my stuff right so for five minutes I have a moment of impact that's when you got to have your your stuff together okay right Anything leading up to that or whatever is 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 is, is moot. It's that that five minutes. So how do you uh, for that for that five minutes? How do you be completely on your game? And I think that that's the practice or the training that you that we're setting ourselves up for that so we can succeed during these moments of impact. So to get to those levels of impact, clearly you have to put in the time to be able to perform at that level. Well, exactly. Yeah, and I, and I think there's this, uh, the other aspect when I, you know mastery. Okay, with ten thousand hours. Um, how do you get 10,000 hours when you're working a nine to five? That is your 10,000 hours. <laughs> right. Well, your, your, your 10,000 hours comes in those 15 minute increments of moments of impact, right? So what do you want to accomplish? What's in the way? What's preventing you from being at your best? How do you, how do you move into a peak performance state? Test that out and then review the results, satisfied. So that's the games, the games model. Here's an interesting theory. Uh, I, I've actually read the book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, mm. and it explains the theory, as you've mentioned, of the 10,000 hours. Oftentimes, this is, these 15 minutes are done by compulsion. You do it because you love doing it. Um, my go-to, as you know, is the fountain pens. I've probably spent my 10,000 hours just looking and learning and observing and growing. Um, it has to come from within. And that's exactly what we're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting. It, it's it, it, To me, so some people believe like intelligence is fixed. I don't believe so. If you take the fountain pen example, in your intelligence around fountain pens is, it, intelligence is, to me is defined by the being able to make finer and finer distinctions within a particular area of, uh, of knowledge, right? So, so for, for me, looking at a fountain pen, I can look at two of them and I can't really tell the difference between the two. They look the same, they kind of feel the same. But in your hands, right, there's, there, there's there, you know, whether it's a gold tip or, or not, or, or fine versus super, and I'm kind of making up, so I'm pretend, pretending I know a lot we'll, of it. We'll do this right here. <laughs> Vintage. Right? 1960s. Oh, you got one of your vintage ones here. Fantastic. Well, there yes. we go. And okay, I'm gonna have to write. I have to try with this one. Hey, eh? there we go. Restored. Yes, there we go. Yeah. So, you, so I mean, so, so you, 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 um, uh, you, you, you love this particular topic, 
And that's the point, right? So there's a, there, there, that, that's the passion behind it. But you're, because of that, you become very intelligent. That's, 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 that, that's, that, that's that path to mastery. That's going deep within a very particular topic and becoming very intelligent about it, right? Thank you. And again, to your point, um, I didn't choose this. It sort of found me. Yeah, there's, there, there is this aspect of passion and purpose of, you know, this purpose is, is you're kind of discovering it, you're uncovering it, you're unpacking it. Um, I'm reading an interesting book called uh, Range, which is kind of the opposite of the, the idea of go deep. Okay. Right. So if you, th- and, and they, the book starts off kind of analyzing two careers. So the first career, it talks about Tiger Woods. Right, so we all know Tiger Woods. At at like two, uh, I mean, it was like eighteen months. He was swinging clubs, Child right? <laughs> right, right you know, but his, you know, his, his his dad, you know, kind of set him up for you know, you know, go, you know, we're gonna we're gonna turn you into this this golf pro and, and from the you know nurture. And and we I think we have this this aspect to think that okay, to achieve mastery, this is what we need to be able to do. Right now, the other side. So, but you can compare Roger Federer. Right, one of the greatest tennis players of all time. Right, um, he he did not go down the path of mastery. He did range. He did lots of different sports. Did not know that. Right. So he actually didn't start tennis, and I forget the age, but I mean, it was in his I think late teens before he actually decided to focus in on tennis. So I would say sometime around maybe ten or eleven. Call it tennis. Sorry, that was a really bad pun. My apologies. Yes, I didn't get it. So it went right over my head. Do you want to explain it? or uh... He was 10 or 11 years old, and he was 10-ish. Ten- oh, God. Okay, yes, that was bad. Clearly, Ron has evolved past the point of the pun. <sighs> oh, my God. This is a sign of intelligence, Yeah, there, well, there you go. <laughs> anyway, let's move mm. on. So... Um, uh, so where were we? So this idea of mastery... Yeah, so these two, there's two examples, um, uh, but... Roger, it was more around. He he kind of said, "Okay, well, you know what? You know, his parents kind of in, in, in encouraged him to try a rock, uh, wide range of activities, mm-hmm. and he ended up narrowing in himself on. Oh, tennis seems to be the the the, the one that where he could focus in on. So his purpose was to be a good, you know, the, how how does he bring his best selves to, you know, to sports." And, and passion kind of evolved into this tennis okay. piece of it, right? And they're both fantastic with, with what, what they do, but definitely the two different paths. Um, so, so you, you know, if you think, okay, you know, you know whatever, maybe you're, you're 20, 30, maybe even up to the 40, you know, even 50, um, and you, you, you haven't seemed to found your stride yet, well, there's still hope. There's, because the, the idea of, of all the things that you've been doing to get to this point have um, have given you a set of skills that now you can use in a very unique way to truly hit your stride. So to clearly, once you've achieved that level of skill to wield whatever it is, be it the golf club or the tennis racket, it's a matter then of honing those skills and pursuing a path, right. which our young master Luke, to tie it around, he picks up the lightsaber and goes on the journey of discovering power. Right. Uh, so... Once we now have the individual who has that, the change, he starts to grow. And from there, of course, then he ascends to uh, the people leader. So that's where, I guess, 
what happens then? Well, for, for Luke's, it's probably not the best example because it doesn't go quite well for him. So the people leader... <laughs> we can switch movies at yeah, any time. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> so uh, the people leader is the idea is that while well, you start growing others to people, to, you, know, you, you know, so in the metaphor of, of the Jedi is you start training other Jedis, right? So you become the teacher. Right. Um, the um, you know it's it's for in, in in a corporate setting is well now you're you're now actually leading responsible for for people, and your job now becomes not to do the thing that got you the promotion because what got you the promotion was produ- producing a very specific result. Now you're in a role of how do you get other people to get, do that same result, right? So your power um, or your not your power but your your value to an organization increases because you can actually produce other people up to the level of change leader. So really in business terms, you're able to drive greater revenue through your influence in training others. Exactly. Exactly. How do you, you know, and, and so you've moved beyond the change leader of the architect of your own future, and now you're doing the architect of your department or your team. Right, so you're setting that vision for the team. You're 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 optimizing the systems within that team. You are you know um, enabling, you know, helping your team connect with their purpose, find their strengths. How do you leverage their 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 natural talents talents, and all work together to be able to achieve a particular goal that you've you've set for the for the team. And that team and that goal might be coming from above. And, and you're, 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 you're trying to, you know, whatever that happens to be. So as far as energy is concerned, and if we look at this metaphorically speaking, um, at the beginning of the, this process, the hesitance and the stuck leader, there's a lot of negative energy pushing, you know, that rock up the hill. And once we start cresting, uh, that's where change starts to happen. And as you push forward, you're accumulating people, it accumulates kinetic energy, and it starts growing and growing and bigger. And then eventually it takes on a life of its own. And after much influence, then we start looking at an, a person who perhaps even starts to build legacy. And that's Well, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's the stage five, right? So that's the, the idea of, you know, the great leader, uh, use the term mindful leader. Uh, but really it's the um, it's the it's the pinnacle, right, of, of fulfillment of your purpose. You are your purpose and your purpose and the purpose of the organization, which could have, which is multiple teams, multiple individuals are aligned. Um, uh, and when you're, something magical happens when, when you bring things like empathy and compassion into this into this particular role, because um, that's where the crafting of culture and strategy comes into play. Um, because if you if you if you if you don't take into account the how others are going to be able to behave and kind of truly connect with others, um, I think there's a I think um, I forget who said it, but uh, someone said um, uh, culture eats strategy for lunch. Um, uh, but the idea is that to me, culture and strategy are, are very much aligned because you can't achieve strategy unless you take into account the culture within an organization. Culture is the expectation and the environment. Strategy is a, a diligent, um, disciplined approach to solving a problem. So culture is what is. Strategy is what can be. Yes and yes. <laughs> that, that, that's a rat hole we can, we can I think, do for another time. Strate- okay. Strategies. So, so your, your strategy is my fountain pen. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> All right, <laughs> we're running out of time. Yes, See you exactly. later. So we could spend hours going on strategy, and we probably will at some point, because it is a passion. Stay tuned for the future exactly. episode there. So, um, so let's see. So, so what have we covered off here? So um, Luke um, uh, eventually becomes that great, great Jedi. Um, no spoilers uh, in the, the last movie. <laughs> That's it with what happens. Um, but um, uh, he's that um, uh, that ultimate mentor, really, right? Uh, and I think that's what, I, and uh, to me, is the 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 the, the leader's journey. Uh, so for all you future kind of leaders out there that are perhaps that hesitant leader, you know, you're you're not sure that you you know that that you have what it takes, um, or you're that stuck leader where where you've you've been in the position for a few years and you've kind of built that silo. You've you know you're let you've let your kind of fears and you've turned to the dark side a little bit. Um, you know you you have a hint of some of the bad habits that you've adopted, uh, and uh, you're you're looking to um, to you know kind of really turn over to you know the um, move into the to the kind of the next stages. Uh, the we all have that inner leader within us. Um, so if you're looking for someone to believe in you, I believe in you. I believe we all have that potential to be a fantastic leader. And um, and I, I think we just need that that encouragement, that nudging, and that path for us to follow. Well, that was very eloquently said. And if you're looking at a display of leadership, uh, folks, uh, I would definitely look to Ron. And what we just witnessed there, in my opinion, is leadership at work. So Ron believes in you, um, as do I. We wish you well, unless there's other things we need to cover. Yeah, so just to cover, yeah, I mean, to wrap up, so I, I think this, um, uh, just to what's coming up. So in, uh, uh, I've been working on a um, a fantastic course. Yeah, you kind of dropped off there for, t- tell me about it. what's going on. Yeah, there. yeah, well, exactly. So, so I've been um, uh, going really deep. So I was, um, my, uh, We've done a couple of these workshops over the, you know, been, I did a reflection of 20 to 2019. We did a couple of these, these, these workshops, learned a heck of a lot, um, and I'm now crafting the, what, what I believe is that ultimate, that my passion about leadership development, uh, crafting that course. So brand new, 10 years in the making? Yeah, exactly. Well, 20 years in the making, yeah. So, um, but, uh, uh Stay tuned for that because that's hap- that's going to happen in February. So I'm uh, quite, quite excited with that. So um, uh, if you haven't already, make sure you get the Great Leader's Guide. Uh, I'll make sure that there's a link on the podcast for that. And then what will that basically add you to the email list so you'll be in, you'll you'll find out when this this course becomes available. This is going to be good. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm quite I'm quite excited with this. I've been I've been. Um, uh, working diligently on that, this one, and, and uh, um, it's really packed full with what all these things of passion, mastery, mindfulness, the habits, influence, um, all of these these pillars of leadership uh, that we all need to um, to embrace to, to move up to various stages. So, folks, this is the path that you need to uh, take on to grow, and we're looking very much forward to it. And Wishing you all the best. Yeah, absolutely. And just two other things. If you have any questions, uh, any feedback, uh, there will be a link for that as well. And um, 
if uh, the, and you want to, want to search this podcast or any of the other ones, uh, there is that ability to do that. Uh, and I'll have that link also on the podcast. So fantastic chatting with you again, Thomas. As always. Absolutely. Search word is watermelon. <laughs> We're going with the, the watermelon term. Sure. So you guys have a fantastic month until we chat again. Thomas, to you as well. Thank you. And um, if you're in Canada, you know, warm up uh, the, uh, um, or stay as warm as you can. And um, uh, to, uh, to each, to... Have a fantastic month. Indeed. Winter happens. Wishing you all the best. Talk to you later. Talk to you. Bye.